Yo, what's good, y'all? Welcome back. My boy Julian in the house. We're going to mix it up a little bit, give you two in one NBA and NFL. What's up, bro? Not much, bro. How you been? Uh, just working, doing school. Same old, same old. How about yeah. you? How's shit down in Texas? Oh, you know, it's good. It's good. I'm just working. Uh, I'm on my way to some, some career jobs, but I'm not going to jinx myself, so I'll, I'll bring those up. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. Alright, but yeah, crazy week of sports last week. Um, I mean, we could just start it off real quick. James Harden getting traded to the Nets. I mean, we knew it was coming. I thought it was it was going to be to Philly, but ended up being the Nets. What were your initial thoughts? I mean, we talked about it, but let the podcast know. Oh, it's, it was a good it was a good trade um, for all parties, in my opinion. Um, James Harden wanted to be there, bro. I mean, the Lakers kicked their ass so bad that he wanted to leave after the game. Isn't that crazy? Uh, Fucking, like, what did he expect? Like, of course they're not ready to compete with the Lakers. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a lot of teams are. That's why they're here. But I mean, it is what it is. He he got what he wanted at the end of the day. Um, but I mean, the real winners in this in this for me um, are a few things, a few people. Uh, one is the Cavs. Um, you kind of brought this up yourself with uh, Jared Allen going there. Um, at first, I didn't like it because I'm like, I mean, they have like three big men. I think they have JaVale, Drummond, and now Allen. Yeah. What the hell's going on here? But, I mean, like you said, you mentioned Drummond's about to be a free agent. You know, McGee ain't going to stay that long. So, they got their future big men, which is good. So And Allen was, one. like, you. My, I didn't mean to cut you off, but Allen was one of the Nets' best defenders. Like, they, I think they really lost the depth in that way because DeAndre Jordan got benched for him. And then they traded yeah, him. I, so that that was, you know, I know it had to be done, but it's a little shocking that they were willing to part ways with him so soon. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, Allen, he's very underrated. I like him in Brooklyn. I think he was one of the key pieces for the Nets to go to the championship before the Harden trade. So yeah. now that they lost him, that's a huge loss on their part. Um, another one, I mean, obviously, uh, the, you know, Brooklyn Nets won with the James Harden deal. Uh the Houston Rockets, I think, won as well. They got Oladipo, a great guard who is very underrated as well. We just mentioned Jared Allen being underrated. Oladipo up there too. He has the potential to be an all-star again after that injury. So we'll see. He looked good in his first game. Um, but another one, low-key, this is one that not a lot of people are talking about, and I'm going to bring this up. The Boston Celtics are winners as well, in my opinion, because they were also trying to get uh, James Harden, including Philly. And I just think if the James Harden deal would have gone to Boston – Oh, the that? Celtics would have looked good on paper, but damn, no. that chemistry would have been so bad. Yeah, it would have been bad. The only way it would have worked is if they would have traded Kemba somehow, and mm-hmm. James Harden would be running the point. But if they would have got rid of Jalen Brown, I would have, I would have lost my damn mind because fucking Jalen Brown's having a a top three MVP candidate type season, and I don't know. Yeah, I agree that the chemistry would have been all fucked up. Yeah, so. Boston low-key got away with the trade there. Um, they should have never even thought about it. So it was good on their part not to pull the trigger if they even had an offer for the Rockets to consider. Yeah. Stuff. Uh, um, I don't know if you have any additional winners in this trade. Um, I, I, I think Indiana is a winner because you could tell, like, towards the end, Oladipo just didn't mesh with that team anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could tell he thought he was still a man a bit, like, he, you know, which is understandable. He... Kind of brought the Pacers back to relevancy, if you ask me. I, you know, they, they had a down year. With, uh, you know, they had a down fucking couple years with PG and 
Um, so he kind of brought that chemistry, and he kind of built that new Pacers. Um, you know, he kind of set the bricks for that foundation. So I mean, you could tell us a little, and I like Levert. I I I like Levert. I like he Levert. he he hasn't gotten an opportunity to show what he can do. Whenever he gets healthy, he can do that in Indiana, and I feel like with Brogdon and Sabonis, he'll he'll have a chance to thrive. And I I think Philly's my biggest loser. I I, I don't understand why they didn't just pull the trigger. I understand they were gonna lose Maxi and a couple picks, but Harden with Ben, Harden with um Embiid right now, that'd be that'd be insane. It would. I mean, you're you're correct there, but I mean, I don't know. Uh, just. Philly right now is looking good, regardless. Um, I know Ben oh, yeah. Simmons isn't as impactful, but, I mean, Doc Rivers is doing a great job in Philly right now. He's making yeah. Embiid look like an MVP. So, shout-out to that organization for bouncing back from a tough season last year. And, honestly, like, I still think they can make a run. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of one of my sleepers right now in the East. Um, I know they're not that big of a sleeper team, but not a lot of people are talking about Philly right now in the East. So, yeah. Uh, don't be surprised if Philly comes out because, I mean, like you said earlier, we just mentioned that Jared Allen was, was a good defensive piece for the Brooklyn, and now they don't have – they have DeAndre Jordan, which don't get me wrong, he's still a good player, but he's not mm. his old self. And yeah, he's, he's just washed he's up be a little bit. Like, defensively, yeah, it's not going to be there, especially against Yeah, so – exactly. So who knows if he's going to be able to stop and beat because I know other than – if DeAndre Jordan gets in foul trouble against Philly, I, I don't know who's going to be out there guarding one beat. So. The, the thing is, though – Who's matching their scoring? That's the issue in the East. Like, yeah, the the Sixers have a good chance. Maybe Milwaukee, but Milwaukee's kind of looking down right now. But I I, I just don't. I, I have a hard time finding a team in the East to match their scoring. Like, it's disgusting what they're doing right now. Like, I know they lost to the Cavs a couple of days ago, but like, ugh, man, like Saxon had to go off. <laughs> yeah, forty-two points. I mean, he scored like the last, the Cavs' last twenty points, which is insane. That's like two K numbers. No, you're right. I mean, the, he had to go off for the Cavs yeah. to beat the Nets, and you're gonna need a lot of those teams to do that to beat Brooklyn. Yeah, Nets, like so. we seen Boston against them. Boston had no shot defensively, and imagine now with Harden, like who who's guarding Harden? I don't, I don't know. Like all three of them, that's an issue. That with the Lakers, that the Lakers are gonna eat them up. I mean, who's guarding a- Anthony Davis in the in clutch moment, like? crunch time moments I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't know but I, I think that's the finals you called it I, I kind of thought if that trade didn't happen Boston did have a shot but man it's kind of hard to pick not pick Brooklyn to come out yeah. of the East right now and the, another big loser um, I wanted to bring up is my last loser uh, the Milwaukee Bucks yeah. these guys were like favorites last year even though you and I didn't believe they were East favorites but mm-hmm. no they were favorites last year and heading into the season getting the addition of Drew Holiday kind of made them a little better. So people still think, you know, the Bucks still had, you know, they're, they got the East runs through Milwaukee currently right now. But mm, I mean, I not really. That. But a lot of people, a lot of people still believe that. But now with this Harden trade, nobody's really talking about Milwaukee. Because um, um, it's all about Brooklyn, maybe Boston, and some Philly here and there. But no, nobody's really talking about Milwaukee. And with Giannis signing that extension, man, it's going to be a long five years for him. Eh. And Giannis is struggling right now. He doesn't even want to go to the foul line. That's crazy to me. I don't know. He still doesn't have a three. And I feel like, you know, again, they're not matching Brooklyn scoring. We just saw it on MLK Day. Like, it was close, but, you know, you need 100. I'd say 126 to even have a chance to beat this team. And, yeah, you 
know. I mean, this offense is run by Mike D'Antoni too, so yeah. it's scary. And he he's knows, fun. like, he knows how to use Harden. He's probably telling Nash, like, look, this is what he's comfortable in. He's gonna be their their main playmaker, which we've been seeing that lately. You know, the that first is three games. Be some scary stuff, man. I mean, you're right. No one's gonna be able to score them, but defense does win championships. Oh, of course, the Lakers are one of the best defenses in the league, and I'm confident they can at least slow them down. They're gonna stop them. But they're gonna slow them down. We'll see. Hey, we're not talking about we're not talking about the finals. I'm talking about in the East. The, the finals well, the East, is still gonna be yeah. the Lakers. Lakers are going back to back. I don't care what happens. So, so who's your biggest challenger in the East for Brooklyn? I'm gonna go Philly. Uh, but... yeah, Philly because of what Embiid's showing me right now. That boy's going off. Uh, Doc River. He doesn't even look like he got into like you know, like fucking Adonis type shape. But like, he looks good, bro. Like, uh, mm-hmm. he's like he's looking like the big man that. Everybody thought he was. This is the potential that every, that he's living up to, and yeah, it's gonna be Philly and Boston, but the, uh, Milwaukee, I don't think so. Miami, maybe if they get their chemistry right. I feel like Miami has a deep team, but I don't know what's going on. Um, there's still a lot of hurt. And COVID yeah, and there's COVID. I, I get it, but we'll see. I want to see them like around. You know, when's the final? When's the playoffs this year? June, July, yeah, like something May. like that. Yeah. yeah okay. Late. I just want to see how they are in, like, March and April. You know, I want to see them at full strength, full speed. Um, but, yeah, just those two teams, honestly. I don't see the Bucks really challenging them. Mm-mm. We didn't even have to take them serious last year. Now yeah. that they have a hard end on them. <laughs> yeah, down. no shot. Uh, what do you think about Kyrie, though? Like, what, what's, what do you think about his situation? Uh, I think, I mean, he's just going through personal issues. I really am a believer that he is going through some stuff in life right now. Yeah. Um, Obviously, like, he hasn't been matured fully, though, where he did. There was that video of him partying and stuff. But, you know, I mean, I don't know what's going on with his family. I don't know what he's going through. So, I I don't know. At the end of the day, the regular season, I don't know why people are making this a big deal. Like, you know, players are going to take time off, whether it's injuries, you know, personal reasons. But, you know, they... He's just going through it, and I don't know. I, I, I feel like he wasn't ready to come back, but just with the addition of James Harden, I feel like he himself forced himself to come back just to build that chemistry with, between the three. And I don't know. He he had a good game against Cleveland, but, you know, it's going to take some time for him to mesh. And I don't know. I, I don't I don't hate on him for what he did. I mean, if he was gone any longer, like another three weeks, and then I probably would have started saying something. But for now, I mean, it's it's fine. Players go through it. We go through it in lives, too. Right. So, you know, since, it is. Since we're just talking about the NBA, might as well just run through it. Like, what what has been your biggest surprise this season? Like, what team has been, like, impressing you to up to this point? Like, in general? Yeah, just in general. Like, a team that's stepping up or a player, or, you know, whatever. Like, your most um, impressive well, moment this year. The, the most impressive team for me so far was the Orlando Magic before uh-huh. the Markel Fultz injury, um, yeah. these guys were playing ball. I was like, whoa, what's going on here? I didn't even notice until, like, two weeks into the season. But, I mean, he got hurt, which is unfortunate. Now they're starting to slip off. I think they're on the outside looking in. And that sucks. But, I mean, they were an impressive team to me. Because um, I was going to say the Hawks, too. But, I mean, the Hawks, I kind of saw it coming. I think Trey Young was going to explode this season and go off and improve, be one of the most improved candidates. Um the Cavs are also surprising to me, but JB Bickerstaff's doing a good job in Cleveland. He's finally getting his own staff and players because I mean this is his actual this is his first like actual head coaching job. He's had head coaching jobs before, but it was like interim positions where he just replaced somebody and 
you know, he didn't have his own staff and his own players. But, you know, they're finally giving him an opportunity, and he's he's showing that he could be a great head coach in this league. Um, as far as in the West, there's really nobody impressive. I mean, I would, in terms of disappointment, the Nuggets right now, I don't know what's going on with Denver. Um, they're in the outside. Murray, man. Yeah, I don't know what the heck's going on with them. I mean, Jokic is doing Jokic things, but he's not doing it on a consistent basis, which is concerning. Um, another one is the Sacramento Kings. I mean, I hyped them up at the beginning of the year. They were like 4-1. and one. And I don't know. They just, they've lost five straight, I believe, now recently. So they're kind of disappointing me. But, yeah, in the West, there's really nobody impressive. I mean, the Jazz yeah. were supposed to be there. The Clippers were supposed hey, to be but there. The I'm Jazz are on a little nice streak right now. They are, though. Seven-game winning streak. Uh, Donovan's playing out of his mind right now. I just don't. Yeah. I don't know. What do they do with Rudy? I I don't understand them signing that extension so soon. Like it, offensively, I don't feel like that's a good fit. Defensively, he's gonna do what he does, but I'm not seeing it offensively. I don't know about you, but no, I don't. Yeah. Don't see anything on offense. That's why Mitchell has to go off every game. Yeah. Keep up with the scoring because I mean Gobert's not gonna. What's a trade that you would like to see? Like, what's a player that you want to be on the move and, like, help a contender out? Bradley Beal. I mean, get my man out of Washington, man. Like, god dang. Like, this trade with Westbrook and Wall, like, I did not think it was going to, like, from the beginning, I think this was going to work. And, you know, Westbrook is getting up there in age. He's not the old Westbrook that we know as an MVP candidate, so... I was questioning this move itself. I mean, John Wall's doing decent in Houston, and I can tell you he's doing better than Westbrook is in Washington. So I questioned that trade from the beginning, so I need to get Bradley B out of Washington. He's too loyal to the city, and, you know, if, if he wants to gain more uh, recognition for his, his accolades, then he definitely needs to go to a contender and help him out. I was, I don't know, I was looking at the standings. I really don't know where he can go, honestly. I mean, the Celtics are good with their guards. Um, the Bucks maybe, but the Bucks don't have any assets. Um, I feel like the Heat. Maybe the Heat. I can definitely see the Heat as a play as a contender here for them. But it's just the Heat need to improve uh, for now. Um, quite frankly, they, just, they need to get back into the playoff race. I mean, I know it's early in the season, but at least be in a respectable standing, and uh, you know, then we can start talking about being buyers and stuff. But if they start slipping and you know become like five games out of the playoff race, then they might start thinking about tanking and just focusing on next season. Um, in the West, I don't know, maybe Phoenix. Because Phoenix has Booker and Paul. The Clippers, possibly. Um, the Blazers what are good. What do the Clippers have to offer? That's what I'm saying. Like, I just, I'm just also thinking about it in the sense where what do these teams have to offer for, for, for the services of Bradley Beal? Like, they're yeah. not just going to give them away for nothing. Maybe the Jazz, I guess. We're just talking about the Jazz needing some more offensive scoring. Um, the Grizzlies, but I just think they're going to call it quits because Morant's still out for another month. Uh, the Warriors don't have any cap space. Uh, Bears are in tanking mode. Maybe Dallas could be a play for them. They do need some guards. Um, they lost Seth Curry, which is a big loss for them last offseason, and I'm starting to notice that, that that's starting to hit them. I think um, Philly would be a good fit, too. I could see Philly as another one, too. Um, with Ben Simmons not you know, not shooting the ball well. I mean, give him props, though. I want to say this real quick. He's, he's, he's shooting a couple threes now. You see that? He's he shot trying, like five yeah, so far, trying. five, six. So, my man's getting, I bet Doc Rivers is getting to him. Like, hey, man, you need to shoot that damn ball. Like, I don't care what you, you airball. And he did airball win, which is kind of embarrassing. But, you know, 
shout out to them. But yeah, I mean, there's really nothing. Just Bradley Beal's the one that sticks out in terms of trade potential trades. I want to see. There's really nobody else. It was just the James Harden one, but that already occurred. And Olin Depot was another big name that I left in that trade. So I don't know. There's really nothing for for now. I mean, once we get closer to the trade trade deadline, we'll see where teams are are in the standings and. We'll see who's sellers and who's buyers, and then we can start talking about trades more. Yeah. All right, well, I'm pretty sure we covered everything basketball-wise. Big stories, at least. Not everything, but um, mm-hmm. let's get to football, bro. Divisional weekend. Crazy weekend. Um, what team impressed you the most out of this, this past weekend? This past weekend? I mean, I'm probably going to say Buffalo. Um you know, we, in this previous episode, I had Baltimore winning a close one. I thought Buffalo was going to struggle a little bit against, you know, Baltimore. But, I mean, they, they showed up and played, man. They were serious. Maybe it's just because of the vibe they're having playing in Buffalo. But they really impressed me. Um, I mean, I know Baltimore kind of made it close up until the pick six. But, I mean, Buffalo, I feel like, just had control the whole game. And that's kind of scary, especially heading into this game against Kansas City. Um, if you can control the line of scrimmage and keep the ball away from Andy Reid's offense, I'm just going to say Mahomes, but who knows if he's playing. But keep him away, you know, Buffalo will probably has a good chance of winning this football game. So I'm, I was impressed by Buffalo most. Uh, I, I do want to ask you, we'll go game to game. Like, what, what was your biggest takeaway from each game? But, yeah, I agree. Buffalo and Green – I mean, Green Bay was just, you know, we kind of expected that blow – to blow them out, I thought it was going to be a lower-scoring game than it was. But, um, yeah, Buffalo just dominated them from beginning to end. And their defense really hasn't been their strength this year. But, can, can I, like, the biggest thing to me out of this divisional weekend, you know how, like, every decade there's always, like, two or three middle linebackers, dominant linebackers that, like, take over the league? Like, Ray Lewis, Patrick Willis, um, Junior Seau, Bruski in the 90s. I can go on and on, but I feel like this decade, Devin White and Tremaine Edmonds are going to be the best two linebackers in the NFL. Um, I mean, Luke Kuechly and Bobby Wagner last decade too, but those two, I mean, Tremaine Edmonds was all over the field. He was their MVP, in my opinion, in that game. Um, And Devin White, I mean, what can you say about Devin White? He's a a beast. But yeah, that was my biggest takeaway. Those two are going to be dominant. In the next, yeah, couple, in the next, that, next ten years, man, it's gonna be crazy. But and I remember bringing it up when the Washington one, when I was like, everyone was all the the whole media was concerned about the Bucks defense struggling against Washington, and you know their fourth, fifth string, who knows, quarterback. <laughs> yeah, you said it. Um, they don't have film, but I mean, Devin White was didn't play that game, and he makes a huge difference on that defense. I mean, that defense is good without him, but they're our next level with him on the field. And didn't I believe Devin White? Um, Turn the ball over against the New Orleans, right? Did he get a pick? He yeah, did something. He got a pick. Um, which is, I mean, that's what Devin White does. And like you said, he's he's going to be one of the lead linebackers of this decade. And I agree. he He's he's something special, man. And, I mean, I see him twice, twice a year. And he's one that sticks up the most. So, I mean, shout out to Devin White and the Buccaneers defense. This is why I picked him to beat New Orleans. I just yeah. didn't think Drew Brees has the, had the ability to, you know, take over a game now. I mean, with his age and stuff. Uh, I just didn't see it happening, and, you know, he proved me right. He threw, what, three interceptions this game, so. One of them wasn't his fault. I'll just say that. The Jared yeah, Cook the, one, that wasn't his fault. Where I he agree. bounced off his shoulder, but the other ones were bad. Was, yeah. No, but there was also another throw he made. I think it was to Devin White where he just dropped it. It was right to him. 
he overthrew I think Michael Thomas or somebody and I don't know if it was Devin White. Don't don't come don't you know yeah 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 don't I believe get. me there but there was a pick that there sh- there should have been four interceptions uh, in this game if the Buccaneers could have just made the play and finish it off but I mean yeah at the end of the day the Buccaneers defense look good um but we'll see now they're gonna play the MVP so that's right. gonna be interesting. Can we, um, uh, Michael Thomas? What the? Where the hell was he at? Like they, ble- they, they shut him out. I was surprised about that. I mean, I'm not. I, like, mean, a I, lot of I know, like I know, you're not a really big Michael Thomas fan, but to no catches, wow! Like that was, that's shocking, <laughs> though. I don't know. You see, you see the Buccaneers uh, corners tweet about it too. Um, let me, let me pull it up real quick. But, no, I mean, Michael Thomas, to me, he's overrated. I mean, he's a good receiver. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. He's one of the good receivers in this league. But he's not a 99 overall Madden type of receiver, you know? Like, that's just disrespectful to the other great receivers in this league right now, like right. Julio Jones and stuff or uh, an Antonio Brown, in my opinion. He's starting to get back, but, I mean, he's not there yet. But, you know, like, Michael Thomas, he's he, he just – he had a great quarterback his whole career. He had Drew Brees, and I know Julio can say the same about Matt Ryan, but – when you actually look at these games, you know, you see Julio make the plays. You see him make that crazy Super Bowl catch against the Patriots, even though we lost that game. Um, you don't see that in Michael Thomas. You just see him, you know, slants. do the old slants, yeah. you know, and all that stuff. And just you don't see that playmaking ability from Michael Thomas. That's why I don't really put him up there as one of the great receivers in this league. Uh, but, yeah, um, the so the corner is – from the, the Bucks corner, his name's Carlton Davis. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, somebody tweeted, like, Carlton Davis um, had Michael Thomas in his back pocket, zero receptions. And then he tweeted it, oh, slap boy. I was like, oh, man, like, the rivalries, if, if, if the Saints are going to be relevant, the rivalry still going to go on with this with these two going at it. But I don't know. The Saints are done, um, in my opinion. We'll talk about it in a bit, these, these, these teams and their offseason plans. But, yeah, yeah. Um, the Bucks did a good job holding down Michael Thomas, but I just think, I mean, you know, if, if he was a great receiver, as he says, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins go out there and get, what, like five to ten catches a game with whoever he had a quarterback before mm-hmm. the shot. I mean, that that that's a, that tells me that he's he's one of the great receivers in this league. And Michael Thomas isn't able to do that, even with the Drew Brees. Even, I know he's old and he's, you know, out of his prime and washed up, but, I mean, he still could have managed to get at least one catch and he did it, so. I don't know. But, yeah, that game, Brady didn't really have to do much. Like, he did what he had to, but that defense yep. just clamped up Breeze. And, True. Um, yeah, I don't I, I don't know what the what the hell the Saints do. Like you said, we'll talk about it in a bit. But, uh, yeah, we touched on it in a little bit. But the Bills-Ravens, I mean, uh, what, what's going on with Lamar Jackson, bro? One of my coworkers is a Ravens fan, and he's done with Lamar. I'm surprised <laughs> that he's like, you need to get him out of here. I'm like, uh, I don't know who you're going to get. Besides him, but I, I, I still have faith in him. I don't know. It's too early. He's like twenty three. Like, come on. No, I do. I have. I still have faith in him too. The only, it's just his problem is his passing. Man, he yeah. doesn't look confident in his throws. I mean, that pick six really ruined his confidence too against Buffalo. But I mean, first pick it, in the red run, zone in his career. I, I mean, that's surprising to be honest. Because I mean, you would think he would throw more picks yeah. um, in the red zone. But I mean, it's just. The coaching, I mean, you coached him to be this MVP player, which is, I know, all praise to them for that, but now you got to take him to the next level. These defenses are starting to catch on to his strengths. Um, they're making him play to his weaknesses and just throwing the ball a lot more, making him beat you with the arm, not with the, with the legs. And, you know, this coaching just has to be better, quite period. And then, 
I know they also need a number one receiver uh, to help out. Like I just mentioned, of DeAndre Hopkins would manage to get five to ten catches with a very whack quarterback. Um, and you know, Lamar Jackson, he's just he just needs a receiver like that who can get open one on one, regardless of what route it is. And you know, he might it, that might help a little bit, but the coaching hands down just needs to make them. It needs, they need to put them in better situations. Period. Yeah. Um, they might need to change OCs. Um, they might—I don't know what they need to be done there, but I still have faith in him. He's young; he's still learning. Um, but we'll see. What I mean, they did—they had a good season, so I mean, it's not like they're—they're they're bad, you know. Little tweaks here and there to get them over the hump. But the Chiefs did, and their defense is so good. Like that's the disappointing part. Like, yeah, like you said, they need a—they need a number one. Maybe they're in play for Michael Thomas. I know you just said that, but that he's not really a number one. But I don't know. I feel like that relationship has fizzled out and especially with Breeze not being there I don't I don't see Thomas sticking around if I'm being honest but okay um we'll see you know how the NFL's crazy with traits in the offseason but um <laughs> yeah yeah what do you think like can we just say Stefan Diggs that trade is just the best trade of the season because damn oh like, definitely like I don't know that that connection is just out of out of this world and I don't know. What do you think, Bills Chiefs? Like now that we we're just talking about it real quick. Like, what do you do? You think the Chiefs can contain Diggs? Like, I mean, nobody has all season. What do you think um, the game plan is for them? Because that's gonna be a. I'm glad we got this game. You really are. <laughs> yeah, because uh, every year it's always something. Like, if you look back at like you know championship matchups that you want to see, off the top of my head. Um, the year the Patriots went to the Super Bowl with the with the Seahawks, um, I wanted us to play Denver, and Denver choked against the Colts. And, you know, the Colts got blown out. Um, last year, Ravens-Chiefs was supposed to happen, and the Ravens choked. Um, trying to think of another. There's another one, but I just can't think of it. But Oh, yeah, yeah, like I said. Yeah, I don't know. It's just every time there's always something in the way, and now we finally get, you know, these are the two games I wanted to see. And yeah, what do you think though, Chiefs Bills? Who you got, real quick? I know we're bouncing around, but um, well, first and foremost, I wanted to bring up this trade again, real quick. This was the okay. best trade of the offseason because, quite frankly, the Vikings got a first round pick from the Bills, and you know they used it on Justin Jefferson. So the Vikings won in this trade as well. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's not as impactful as the Bills right now with with Diggs, but they got a bright young receiver there, and he has the potential to be great in this league. And mm-hmm. I mean, you and I both saw it. Um, you know, with our fantasy league, but I mean, you know, he's he's gonna be special. So shout out to Vikings for pulling this trade off with with Buffalo and both sides won this one. It's a very rare occurrence when you see both teams winning a trade. Yeah. Um. Second of all, yes. Uh, the game planning as you brought up with the Chiefs, uh, they're gonna have to just double him. I don't know what they did against uh, when they played him earlier this season. I think he had like 50 yards that game. Um. So I don't know what they did to contain him that year that game, but they just need to do it again, possibly you know, give him more attention on that side of the ball. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of, just double him at this point because, I mean, when Diggs was starting to go off the season, you know, I didn't take it that serious. I just thought, you know, he's just on a hot streak. But, I mean, he's, he's been hot all year. And, you know, we're going to have to start taking him serious as one of the great receivers in this league as, as oh, an elite sure. receiver. Yeah, for sure. Um, he needs to join those conversations more than more than Michael Thomas. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to predict the Chiefs to win this game, even if Mahomes doesn't play. Andy Reid's just aggressive, man. Um, I don't know what 
Yeah, let's like, talk about the Chiefs Browns game, bro. Like, I what did you yeah, think of he, fucking Mahomes going out choke slammed? Like, I was surprised that that put him out. I don't know. It didn't seem like it was too bad, but I mean, he he got choked out. I mean, he got up like all woozy, couldn't even walk straight. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was just, I was like, oh, this game might be over. And then fucking Andy Reid with the biggest balls you ever see, fucking running plays for Henny to throw and shit on fourth down. Like, what the hell? I feel like, I think the Browns, I mean, also the Browns, too. They they kind of choked in a sense. Um, I just think they'll, they'll be back next year. This is just a product of the lack of experience they have in this team, yeah. the playoff experience. I mean, uh, you could tell they kind of felt the pressure on both sides of the ball, especially when Mahomes went down. Um. But, you know, it happens, you know. That's what happens when you don't have enough playoff experience or this is your first time in the playoffs. And, you know, they felt the pressure there. Andy Reid, though, did have a lot of balls doing that uh, play call on fourth down. Um, I feel like the Browns were expecting a run play, especially since Mahomes was there. I feel like if Mahomes was in that play, they would have prepared for that play, The you know, the out route to Tyreek Hill. But I just realized that they had Henny in there. The Browns did not see this coming. And, you know, shout-out to Reid for, for – pulling that but i mean you have to do that in the playoffs sometimes if you can't just be conservative the whole time you know the other team might be aggressive enough to beat you so and uh, andy Reid did a good job there i just think he's gonna do the same thing uh, against buffalo he might go for it on fourth and one a couple times on unnecessary moments of the game like a second quarter you know on the halfway mark they're in the 50 yard line and go for it on fourth and one um but andy Reid has uh confidence in both on his defense and his offense to execute these plays so i this is why i think that's gonna be the difference maker and being Buffalo uh, this weekend. Uh, like what did you, I, I feel like the Browns could have stole this game if Higgins didn't fumble in the back of the end. Zone. Oh, that's true. I did see that play. Um, I don't like it. A lot of the media is saying they should change the ruling on that. I mean, no, I don't think it should. Nah. Um, yeah, what are you supposed to do? Give the ball back? Where? Where are you gonna give him the ball back at the line? Exactly. No. Like, I don't. I hate that. Like, I hate that they're trying to change the rule. I mean, it happens. Nah. You know, like when. You know, this is the, the NFL is becoming such an offensive-driven league that you know you got to give these defenses a break when stuff like that happens, and you know it's just a mistake. It happens. You know, we all make mistakes um, in life. And Higgins, you know, it wasn't his fault. He didn't mean to do that. He was just, he was just trying to be aggressive and get the touchdown. But you know, it happens. You you you, you risked it there, and you know it did it didn't pay off. So man, Baker just, looked good though that game. He did. Really good. He did. Like he, um, he's the franchise guy. Now. I know, it, like la- last year, he was looking like Alex Smith, game managing. But <laughs> this year, without Odell, you know, being without Odell, that's that's crazy that he was, you know, he stepped up. Jarvis stepped up. Higgins, I mean, he fumbled, but he still had a good season. What are you thinking, Joe? Uh, we'll talk about offseason stuff later. But yeah, I don't know. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, I just had to shout out Baker because no, I mean, play, play. I, that's. It's a good thing Amazing. you said that. Cause, I mean, shout out to Stefanski. This guy, yeah. like we just brought up Lamar Jackson needing the right coaches to elevate his game. Literally, Stefanski did that with Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Um, Mayfield, like you said, he looked like a game manager last year. He, he looked like he just controlled the whole time and didn't wasn't really aggressive enough. But that's not Baker's repertoire. You know, he, he's all about making aggressive plays and, you know, just like Reed, you know, risking it all. And, you know, Baker made some plays and not just this game, but previous game against Pittsburgh. I mean, yeah. you know, that was just mostly the running game. But, you know, Baker's a true quarterback in the, center, in the league, and, you know, I think he stamped himself as the franchise guy for Cleveland if, if you know, they keep Stefanski out there. So we'll see. Um, like you said, we'll bring it up right now with Cleveland having a bright future and stuff. So bring it up in a bit. But, I mean, 
they had a good season. Shout out to Cleveland. I didn't think this is gonna they were gonna go this far. Um, I think I had them. I think I had them out of the playoffs, right? In yeah, our we predictions. both did. And they exceeded expectations, and you know, shout out for shout out to them for having this uh, this great season. But yeah, um, I don't know who's your pick for this weekend, but I'm picking Kansas City. Yeah, um, Kansas and City a nail biter. Is... It's gonna be one of the great games. It's the second late game, right? Or is it the first one? It's the night game. Oh, nice. Okay. Six forty Eastern. That's gonna be good. And in Arrowhead, fucking cold ass Arrowhead. I, yeah, it's gonna be a good one. They're both gonna be cold. I heard it's gonna be. Uh, snowing in Green Bay for the other game. Luckily, they have it at least during the afternoon for True. them. True. Uh, let's go to Green Bay, bro. I mean, that was the probably the easiest game of the of the conference by uh, conference or the divisional round. I don't know that. And hmm. I mean, Aaron Donald was hurt. Jared Goffley had nine fingers. So I mean, Cooper Cup didn't play. So, I mean, there's there's factors for the Rams, but uh, I don't know the. the Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, I mean, they, and of course Aaron Rodgers, they all look just uh, playing on another level. But I don't, I don't have them winning this week. Uh, it might be an upset for many, but I, I don't think they're going to win this weekend. But we'll get into that in a minute. But what did you think about yes, the sir. Rams Packers? Like, what were your thoughts on that? On that um, game? It wasn't. I mean, I expected Green Bay to win this game. I feel right. like if the Rams, like you said, were at full strength, I probably would have picked them as well to win. To win this football game, but they just had a lot of factors, like you said. Donald wasn't healthy. Cooper wasn't healthy. Mm-hmm. Golf. I don't know what's going on with their relationship. You you kept uh, mentioning it in this whole season, and you know, props to you. I didn't really pay much attention to that, but I mean, I think golf is going to be gone. Uh, yeah, soon. same. Uh, they have so to. Shout out. Absolutely. I mean, they. It just feels like, and my brother brought this up, like, you know. The game before Green Bay uh, against Seattle, the defense showed up. And, you know, Goff, it, despite when, them winning the game, they just, the offense looked stale. I mean, they found their running back in Cam Akers. The old Todd Gurley is back with Cam Akers. But, you know, they don't have a quarterback anymore. And it, this game against Green Bay, when, when your defense cannot put up the performance you did against Seattle, when they struggle, especially against an MVP quarterback, I mean, they're going to struggle, you know, regardless. And, you know, I don't blame them. You need to have your offense step up. Uh, when your defense doesn't show up, your offense step up, and vice versa. When things don't don't go their way, and you know they have a problem at quarterback right now, and it's a problem big time. And you need to address that. Sadly, I, did he sign an extension? I think he uh, did, right? Yeah, like two years ago, last so, year, or two years ago, something like that. They're kind of stuck with him for a bit, but we'll see. I, I still think they move on for him, but. I mean, it was bound to happen. Green Bay was supposed to win this game. Kind of a little disappointed they made it closer than what it should be, but they still blew them out in a, in a sense. So, yeah, we'll see. Green Bay hasn't been tested yet. I don't think they have been tested yet, and we'll see how they perform this Sunday against Tampa Bay. All right, well, let's just get into the picks. Tampa Bay, Green Bay, who you got? I'm yeah. picking the Bucks, just like you. Um, we've both been praising them, the Bucks. Um, they just look like they're clicked now, especially with Devin White and the defense right now stepping up. Um, they're they're looking good. I mean, I kind of took notice when they played the Falcons in Week 15, I believe, um, when you know they struggled the first half. And they just they look like a different team in the second half, and now it's a team I expected to see in the playoffs, and they have been showing up. So I'm picking the Bucks. I think like like I just brought up, Green Bay hasn't been battle tested yet, and 
I feel like they're they're gonna come out with a with an edge Tampa Bay. So I'm gonna pick Tampa Bay. Um, I'm gonna go since it's just gonna be a snowy game. I think it's gonna be low scoring. So I'm gonna go twenty four to twenty two Tampa Bay. Okay. Yeah, I mean you you said it. I have I have the Bucks too. Uh, the defense. I mean, they kicked their ass the first game. I mean, I know that doesn't mean much, but that, I don't know. Like the the fact that Aaron Rodgers threw two picks and one of them was a pick six against the squad, and I don't know. I feel like there's a little carryover in, into that, but yeah, the, Brady doesn't have to do much. He's not gonna have to play like a lights out game like everybody thinks he has to. His defense is on another level. And I have the Bucks beating the Packers 28-24. Um, kind of like last week, I feel like this, the like the Saints needed a touchdown late. The Packers are going need to need a touchdown late, and they're not going to get it. So, yeah, I have the Bucks going Crazy. to the Super Bowl. First team to host their Super Bowl in their own stadium. Crazy. Something Brady would accomplish first, honestly. <laughs> but, yeah, um, Chiefs, Bills. I mean, I know you said Chiefs. I said Chiefs, but... What do you think going into this game? What are your expectations, and what do you think is going to happen? Um, the Bills, I feel like the Bills are going to come off to a hot start, to be quite honest with you. I think they have momentum coming their way. They have confidence in themselves. Um, the Chiefs, I, I, they're kind of going to be in that we've been here, uh, we don't need to play hard beginning type of com- uh, mentality where they're going to come out thinking, oh, we're going to click at some point, just like they always do every game, mm-hmm. like you said. And that's where that sticks to me now. The Chiefs look bored out there. They don't look like they they want to play yet. Um, make it interesting. And I think that's how they're going to come out. That's why I think Buffalo's going to take the two touchdown lead. Maybe like 14-3, 14-0. And then the Chiefs are just going to click. I don't know where. It's going to be close where Buffalo's not going to back down despite the resurgence of Kansas City. And I'm going to go – this one I think is going to be a little higher. I'm going to go 31-28 to 28, Kansas City. <laughs> Yeah, we have this, basically the same score. Um, yeah, I I think the the Chiefs are gonna lead from beginning to end. Uh, mm. I I don't think they're gonna fuck around with this game. I I don't really think they want to have to play catch up with the Bills because the Bills. I mean, we've said it. They just have a that good connection with Allen and and Diggs and you know even when you double him, you're still gonna have to deal with Dawson Knox who's playing well, Cole Beasley, John Brown. I mean they're they have weapons, and I don't know. In the end, though, I'm, I'm going to have the Chiefs winning it. I, I, like I said, I just don't feel like they're going to fuck around with this one. It's going to be 31-26 for me, and Chiefs-Bucks. But we'll, 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 we'll wait to get into that. But, yeah, uh, we'll wait to the Super Bowl. Um, but, yeah, let, let's get into the teams that lost offseason-wise, the Saints. Um, what do you think? Obviously, Breeze is gone. He's going to NBC. Yeah. going to do whatever he's going to do over there. Um, he's this team's gonna just rebuild. They're gone. Um, I mean, yeah, I we said we've been saying it. You know, this is their the year to do it. You know, like all that cap space that they're gonna be fucked next year. Like, what did you say? Yeah. I forgot. I forgot. You brought this up a, like a couple episodes ago. But their cap space is disgusting next year. It's like yeah, negative so forty have, or something. Yeah, they. Um, so they're they're gonna have the worst cap space, like the most to be over. Um, yeah, something. Let me look gross. it up real quick. I had it here. I have a picture of it in my phone. They are gonna have. 
They're gonna be ninety-seven million over the cap space, <laughs> and that's like twice yeah. as much as the next team. I think the Eagles are next, or the Falcons. Yeah, that's why so. I feel like Thomas is gone. They're gonna get rid of a lot of these big contracts. And the thing is, they just re-signed Camara, so I don't know what the hell they're gonna do. Oh, know? he's obviously gonna stay, but like I think Cam Jordan could be out of the, you know, making his way out of New Orleans too. I just feel like all these big contracts that they, you know, extended everybody to. It's like. I don't see, like you said, they're in rebuild mode at this point. They might as well just try to get as much assets as they can. Yeah, because they're going to get rid of, they're going to get rid of Jerry Cook, in my opinion. Yeah. Another one sticks out. Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders. Um, So, Michael Thomas, you brought up my leave, so I can definitely see that as well. Um, This team is just going to go in total rebuild, in my opinion. Um, And I've called this even since, like, in August, when we were doing football previews for the season. Like you said, right now this is the year for them to win it. If not, they're just gonna, they're gonna go in rebuild mode regardless. And you know, the NFC South is gonna look a lot different in two years than it is right now. Um, mm-hmm. Who knows what Brady's gonna do in two years? I mean, I think he's say he'll be gone. You think he'll be gone in two years? Yeah, he signed a two-year uh, yeah. deal with them. I don't think he'll sign another one. Most, I mean, I could definitely see that's what I'm saying. Like, right at the beginning of the season, we expected Bucks, Saints, and you know, Falcons at some point to challenge for the NFC South. And in two years, it's gonna probably Panthers and maybe the Falcons. We'll see. I don't, we'll talk about the coaching hires right now. Um, but maybe the Falcons, but I think the Panthers will be the favorite in that division in two years. They're rebuilding now. They got Joe Brady as their OC still. Crazy to me, he didn't get hired. Um, but they're looking good. And they're only going to get better from here. And everybody else in that division is just tank or not tanking, but winning now. And, you know, the Bucks are in it right now. They put all the chips in for this season and next season. And the Saints did for this season. And now they're going to have to find a quarterback. I don't think Jameis Winston is the guy. Supposedly he is. Well, they're going to make him their guy. But I don't. I just don't see him having the qualities to lead the Saints to the, to the NFC Championship game at the least. So we'll see. I mean, this team's going to look a lot different in, in next season than the year after that. So, Yeah, I feel like they're going to have, like, four picks in the first two rounds just by tr- making all these trades. That's what I honestly think. But, um, yeah, I it's I would say it's disappointing, but, I mean, what did they expect? I don't know. Like, their best chance was the – I think the Rams season, yeah, I think the, when they lost to the Rams, which, I mean, that wasn't their fault, but they can't just blame that one call for the whole game. Like, they had overtime. They had a chance. Drew Brees threw a pick. Like, that was basically the game right there. Uh, yep. They choked last year. They, 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 there's no reason they should have lost to Kirk Cousins in, in overtime, and they did. They choked the Minneapolis Miracle, and then they had, what was it, like four or five seasons straight where they didn't make the playoffs, so... I mean, uh, it's dis- it, it is disappointing, though, because Sean Payton's a good coach. Drew Brees is a good QB. I like Sean Payton. I, you may not like him, bro, but he's a hell of a he's play a caller. Coach, yeah. yeah, he's a hell of a play caller. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. And like you said, it's going to be a lot the different. They live an era in New Orleans. Hey, you might have Deshaun Watson in your division <laughs> next year mm. with the Panthers. But, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. But. Uh, Rams, I mean, we kind of touched on it. I think golf is gone. I know they're going to take a big hit on it, but I feel like they need to get something. They can't be like the new Jaguars. I keep comparing them to the Jaguars because that's honestly what they are. Like, 
the the Jaguars had a really really good defense, and they had Blake Bortles, and Blake Bortles that always came up short. And I don't know. I just feel like they can't squander this, you know, this core that they have, especially with how tight they are with the cap as well. Like how many, how many dudes did they re-sign with no cap space? Like what? How does that make sense? Like they re-sign Woods, they re-sign Cup, Ramsey, <laughs> Donald, like Goff. I don't understand how that works. Like I don't know, but um, who would you like to see at QB for the Rams? Um, quite frankly, I want to, I want like you talking about in the draft or just like I mean, right you now can, in the NFL you can go free agency. agency, you can go draft. I mean, whatever. You um, want. so one I kind of want to, I want to see is Zach Wilson if the Rams trade up. I just don't think they have the assets <laughs> oh to go get God. Zach Wilson. That'd be nasty. Um, with Mc, I don't with think they have McVay? The oh man, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That would be really nice, but I just don't see it happening. Yeah. That's, that's a dream one that I would want to see though. Um, in terms of free agency or our trades. Uh, there's really nobody I was thinking of, really. Um, what do you got? Uh, I could see them making a move for Minshew. He's going to be available, obviously. <laughs> I He's going to be available. He's probably going to be cheap. But Minshew, I mean, he's all right. I feel like with coaching him, he could be pretty good. He's shown flashes here and there. Um, I would have said Haskins, but, you know, he's with the Steelers, which I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> that they picked him yeah. up so quick. But, uh. Cam Newton's a sleeper there. I know Cam Newton had a bad season, but I feel like McVay would um, uh, McVay would really would use him. Uh, I feel like he'd just thrive in that offense. Um, anybody else? Uh, Trey Lance, man, that's another QB that Ooh, I know they can't get, but that'd be a good you know QB in that system. But um, I mean, the Rams no, are set core-wise, I think, to besides be, QB. To be honest, I think Trey Lance is, a, is, is not that far of a reach. Um, he's projected to be like, you know, in the teens, high teens, maybe 10, 9, 11 around, like 11 pick around there. Yeah. That's much reachable for the Rams, I think. I know they don't have a lot of assets, but, you know. They, they could trade a mid rounder, something yeah, like that. Yeah, most definitely. A couple mid rounds. This is next year's first round, and, you know, they can make trade play for it. I mean, obviously, they're not going to go top five, but if Trey Lance drops to that around that range, you know, it's possible. Trey Lance or Mac Jones would be. I was thinking Mac Jones. But I don't know. Mac Jones to me, I don't, I don't, I don't, I think he's good, but I don't think he's going to be that. I think he's just another Jared Goff. Mm. And, you know, they already have a Jared Goff, so, to me. So we'll see. I was thinking of Mac Jones, though. I'm not going to lie. Hey, well, they better figure it out, because, like I said, Corwin, Darius Williams stepped up this year, the corner, young corner that they have, opposite of mm-hmm. Ramsey. I like their safeties, Johnson and um, Hill. Their D-line, I, their D-line's disgusting. <laughs> I know. We're, we're talking about Washington having a good D-line. Yeah. I mean, the Rams are not that far behind. And uh, I like their linebackers, too, who stepped up. Kenny Young, and I can't think of the other one, but they, they really stepped up this year. So they have a good team. They need to figure out that quarterback situation now. Yeah, because they just found their running back in Acres. They really did, so. Yeah, and they have Higby, yeah. and they have weapons. Like, they just need to figure it out. So yep. we'll see. Um... Browns. I mean, we talked about it. I, OBJ, I think, is gone. I, yeah, I, I, I think, need to get rid of him. Yeah, I just and it's not even his fault. I just he just doesn't mess well, mesh well with uh, Baker for whatever reason. But uh, yeah, I could see the 49ers going after him heavy this time. Like I think <laughs> they, I think they're gonna get him. I think that's where he goes. I don't see anybody else making that like 
a move that aggressive to get OBJ, maybe the Pats, maybe the maybe the Colts. I don't know, but no, the Colts are focusing more on Eagles. I, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of teams that need like a true number one. But true. Ravens. Ravens, yeah. I don't think they would trade in division though. Nah, definitely not. But yeah, Browns. Like, what do you think? What do you think their focus uh, should be? They're looking good. Uh, you know, the, they have a bright future, like I said. They need to keep the two running backs. You know, don't let them For go. For sure. Hunt stepped, are, stepping yeah. up. Um, I like Rashad Higgins, even though he made that mistake. Yeah. You know, CSU. CSU alum, shout out. Uh, you know, Landry needs to stay just a couple, more, a few more years. You know, oh, like you said, Odell needs to go. Um, the defense looks good. Uh, just make a little couple tweaks here and there. Um, but they're also looking good on defense. So, I mean, they're just a few pieces away. Uh, a few pieces away, and Baker got his playoff experience. So, they'll be back next year. If they're healthy, they'll be back. So, I don't know. They just got to tweak it up here and there. They've got the right coaches now. So, the future is bright in Cleveland. You never thought you would say that. The Browns are going <laughs> to have a bright future now. You think Njoku's on the team next year? No. They got no. Hooper, and Njoku just wasn't a factor at all this season. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't trade him before the deadline. I'm surprised, too. Um, I just feel like there wasn't that many suitors. Um, I mean, we'll see this offseason. It might change. And they'll probably get, like, mid-round pick for him, day two pick. Yeah. Um, what am I missing? Said the same. Oh, the Ravens. We said that. We need a receiver. And mm-hmm. Lamar needs to work on his uh, deep passing. throwing. Yeah, it's just passing, accuracy, all that. He just needs to work on it. Like, Hundley looked kind of good in the game when he came in. After Lamar went out for his concussion. What's his, what's his name? Isn't it Hundley, right? Hundley. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he looked he looked pretty decent. He missed that wide-open touchdown, though. Yeah, Hollywood should have walked into the end zone with that. But, yeah, they just need a receiver. and uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, line. They need a center. Oh, man. That, that center play all year was terrible. But I think they're going to draft one. But, yeah, bro, I think that's all head coaching hires. What? Which one did you yes, like the sir. most? Um, Salah? I do love Salah. I'm going to go with the Jets. And you know I liked it before he even went to New York. I said whoever gets Salah is going to turn their team around. I was shocked. Time. I mean, you were too. I did like, not out of nowhere. Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what happened with him in Detroit. I mean, you you kept making me believe, you know, convinced me. Detroit fucked up. I feel like team. they're just fucking around. Like, they got Dan Campbell, which apparently that was their guy all along. But mm. uh, I, I'm with I'm with you. The Jets made the best hire. I mean, they're bringing a new culture in. That's good. Like, they're gonna get a coach that's no bullshit and you know doesn't have crazy eyes. And uh, I don't know. I just, I just think they're gonna the culture and. New Jersey with the Jets and all that's going to change. So that's a good hire. What do you think about Dan Campbell? I mean, we just said it. Like, Did you see his press conference? What are you saying? <laughs> yeah, they're going to blow the kneecaps. Yeah, they're and... going to bite the kneecaps and blow them out. And... They're going to need to hit us three times. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Down. I don't know. Uh, but let's I mean, see. Hey. The, let's run them down. We have Dan Campbell to the Lions. Brandon Staley. That one shocked me. That <laughs> That one was like, when was this a thing? I thought Dayball was for sure going to the Chargers. Yeah, that one, that one surprised me as well. I feel like it's a good hire though. They, he's really good 
Like his defense is pretty good. I know that the players are good anyway, but you know, just what he was able to do with Williams and all that. So I, I don't know. That's a good. I feel like it's a good hire. The offense is there, like you said. Uh, we texted about it. Like their offense is always going to be there. They needed a defensive-minded uh, head coach there. So you know, that's a good one. Now let's get to yeah. your your dirty birds. The Arthur yes, Smith hire. Um, I don't know. I'm still. I'm excited for it. Um. Like like I told you, you know the the, the offenses look weird when the Ravens yeah. were able to shut down Derrick Henry, and that concerns me. You know Arthur Smith's gonna play his style of game, and it's gonna work. You know seventy five percent of the time, but you know during that twenty five percent where your defenses uh, find a way to stop you, well, how are you gonna adjust? And hoping he finds a way to do it. Um, but you know, finally got an offensive coach in this team. I haven't had one my entire life as a Falcons fan. They've been all defensive coaches, and that's really. The first time. Yeah, but what do you mean? Jim Smith. Mora was the coach. Oh, Jim uh, Mora, Mike Smith, Smith. Uh, Dan, Dan Quinn. Quinn. Wow, that's shocking. I, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, Bobby Petrino, but I don't know if I could think about that guy. Um, yeah, Arthur, yeah. Arthur Smith, I'm surprised, though. I mean, you were, too. You're like, eh, I don't know. But I think they're going to get a new QB, and like I told you, a new running back. I don't think Gurley's the answer. Uh, Brian Hill's oh, not absolutely. the answer, and... Whoever else they have at running back is in the answer. So, um. I mean, that's just. I mean, the bright side of this hire, which I like, is that he's gonna get the most out of Matt Ryan. He's gonna. I think yeah. he's gonna revive his his career. Um, in his last couple of seasons. Oh, you think he's staying? Oh, wow. I think he's staying. I think Matt Ryan's gonna stay. Um, I, obviously they're gonna keep him this year at the very least. Um, and I think he's gonna have a great year next year. Not a MVP kind of type of year, but at least a decent year, like a respectful mm-hmm. year. And uh, I think ownership and uh, the executives are going to see that. And they're going to be like, oh, okay, well, we should probably give Matt Ryan another chance. You know, let his contract, let him play out his contract. And we'll see. Because I know Arthur Smith is going to make him good, at least. I, that's that's one thing I do have confidence in. And I will tell you right now is Arthur Smith is going to make Matt Ryan look great again. And he's going to revive the offense with the duo of Julio, Ridley, going out there as receivers. So I, I, I like the hire, but I'll, I'm not – I guess you could say I like the hire, but I don't love the hire. Hmm. Um, we'll see. I will tell you, though, I do like our GM. Uh, Terry, I, I don't know how to say his last name. Damn it. Fontenot. You got the Saints GM? I didn't see who they yes, hired. Yes, sir. Okay. That's a good we one. Yeah. A couple days ago. I like this move. Um, yeah, it sucks. We give the Saints a couple of third-round picks as a for the Wayne Rooney rule. Or Wayne Rooney rule. Freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is soccer, my bad. Um <laughs> The, it is the Rooney rule, though. Yeah, it is, but I don't know why I called it the Wayne Rooney rule. But yeah, um, yeah, it sucks. We give our division rival. Um, some it's all good though. Picks, it's work out I mean, hey, hey, he he's a very respectable um, executive in the league. Um, he doesn't have much experience as GM, but you brought it up. At least he was an assistant GM, so he kind of has his hands. He has a little bit of experience there, um, and I like it. Um, he made the Saints good for for the time he was there and I, this is why I, this is why I also think the Saints are going to kind of falter and rebuild big time and not become a contender anytime soon because they just lost their assistant GM and I think he had his hands on this team a lot even though he wasn't the official GM of that team so I like the hire um, he's going to find football players I never heard of become good players in this team so I'm liking it I'm liking this hire a lot I love that hire a lot I will tell you he's going to be one of the GMs of the year coming up hmm. um what do you think about wasn't it the Eagles' job? 
What do you think about the OC of the Colts getting it? That's, I, that was interesting. I didn't see that coming. I thought that was McDaniel's job for sure. After the steam that he was getting, I thought, oh, there you go. There goes McDaniel's, but guess not. That was yeah. another one out of nowhere. Weird. Oh, I don't know what's going on. It, it baffles me that the Rams got McVay, they start, and then they set a trend of signing, getting all these young head yeah. coaches, young OCs, you know, give them the next job. And it's crazy to me that there's another one right now. What is he, like 38 years old, this, this guy right he's here? He's young in for a coach. Yeah, he's a young buck, so... I mean, that's another one. No one bites the dust with these young coaches. In. I don't know. He, I mean, the Colts did a good job, I guess. Uh, they weren't that impressive on offense. Um, they had I a great old like line. I just want that Frank Reich scheme again. Yeah, I could see it. Definitely see it. So, yeah, I mean, this is a good hire. I mean, it's, it's not the splashy hire that people are expecting, especially coming out of Philly. But, yeah. you know, he, he's going to prove himself, and we'll see what he, what he does with this Eagles offense. I mean, he has two quarterbacks to play with. He's going to see which one he likes more. And like you said, he just need to get the, the receivers they need, and this offense might, might go back to the Super Bowl winning offense they had. And obviously the big fish that we're missing, Urban Meyer to the Jags. I mean, that's been riding on the wall for months. Mm-hmm. So now that um, that actually happened, do you think there's any Justin Field buzz that you know people are saying that nah. might happen for the, the Buckeyes mm-hmm. connection? No. no, because one, I mean, one, uh, from a business standpoint, Trevor Lawrence is the guy. He's going to sell you tickets, yeah. um, especially where we are allowing fans in. So, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, for one, he's going to get you seats in the table or money in the seats. Um, another thing is just Justin Fields, he's good. He's a great quarterback. But, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is just the whole package. Mm-hmm. You know what you're going to get with Trevor Lawrence. And he's undoubtedly the number one pick, no matter what connection Urban Meyer has with Ohio State players and, if he yeah. doesn't get him, you know, there's going to be a lot of backlash already right off the gate not getting Lawrence because he is the number one pick regardless. So he have to get Lawrence here. I mean, but, I mean, I could definitely see the connection why you would p- think that. Why would people assume he would might pick Fields? I don't but, think it's going to happen. I don't think it even should think happen. Yeah, no, no way. You have to get Lawrence. But, I mean, I personally, I don't like this hire. Urban Meyer, I mean, he's got health issues for one. Um for two, um, you don't know what he's going to bring in the NFL. I mean, he's been a college coach his entire career. I mean, look at Nick Saban when he came to Miami in 2006. Didn't do anything. Um, and now he's back to being a six, one of the great all-time coaches in, in college football. So it's just a different animal playing in the, or coaching in the NFL. And I just don't know what he's going to bring. And, you know, I guess the good thing he has going is a lot of players are going to respect him because mm-hmm. of his name and his prestige and his awards, his accolades and all that stuff. So. We'll see. Um, I know he's going to do better than Doug Marone, though. I'll tell you that. But we'll see how long he's going to be he able better to. better do better than Doug Marone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it's going to take time. And I'm just curious to know, will, will Urban Meyer have the patience to go through those first two, three years where they're going to struggle and have a rough time? Yeah. You know, is, is he going to want to stick around for for the whole process to, to dwell and stuff? So, I don't know. This is why I kind of don't like the hire. But we shall see. We'll see. It's a lot of question marks for me with Urban Byer and Jackson. Am I missing any hires? I obviously we're not addressing shitty ass Houston, but um, <laughs> like uh, Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn, the defensive oh. coordinator for the Cowboys. <laughs> wow. Oh man. Um, look, I love Dan Quinn. You know, he he's a great man. Uh, from what I hear, um, these interviews from other people, you know, he's he's a. Uh, 
he's a he's a great person and stuff, but man, I don't know. Like <laughs> the Cowboys are gonna struggle. I'll tell you that they are gonna struggle with uh with their defense, and you know they're gonna yeah. they're gonna be blowing they're gonna blow leads. I'm telling you, it's gonna I, be embarrassing. I feel like that scheme though could help their young corners develop because they're not gonna be playing man. Like they're gonna be playing pure zone. Yep. So you know. Trayvon Diggs is not really going to get exposed like he did last season. I mean, they asked a lot out of him, so I feel like it could be a good hire, but uh, my bad. No, Ju- don't get me wrong. <laughs> Julian, a- Julian A. Smith over here, oh, he's a good man. He's my friend. <laughs> <Just> like... <laughs> <I'm> not right. <laughs> but, yeah, no, nah, he, he's going to be a good coach for them. They, they're going to improve from what they have now. I'll tell you that. The Cowboys is going to improve big time, but they're not. They're never going to be this elite defense that people will help mm. the defensive coordinator, you know? Yeah, so. the Cowboys issue is they have Mike McCarthy running the, the show. So until they get rid of him, I feel like they're going to be – they're still going to be bad. Well, if they get rid of Mike McCarthy, then Dan Quinn's going to leave too because they're good buddies. Uh, Mike McCarthy is supposed to be oh, our OC, which is ironic because when we were looking for OC offensive coordinator before the third cutter – signing um mike mccarthy is one of he, oh, yeah. he was gaining steam going to atlanta being our offensive coordinator and then obviously he became the head coach a year later for dallas so speaking of ocs yeah. just a real quick are they gonna keep cutter no we got rid of him we already got okay, our okay. uh Who's your OC i don't know now? if you heard um dwayne ledford is gonna be our offensive line coach here i, I have the list right here with me he's gonna be our offensive line coach uh our defensive coordinator is he came out of retirement he uh, got his name um, Dave Ragone is our OC. He was a quarterbacks coach for the Bears. Um, okay. I have a lot of questions with this addition. Uh, but he doesn't have any experience as an OC, um, so I don't know what he's gonna bring. But I mean, Arthur Smith's gonna be made, doing the play calls. So. Wait, wait, wait! You said you said their DC came out of retirement. Is it Dean Pease? Yes, Dean Pease. Oh my God! Oh, that's Dean, Dean Pease, man! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, I mean, he has success, bro. He he did a good job in Baltimore uh, when he was there, and times you know, as, well. as well. I mean, but that's gonna be a questionable scheme he's gonna bring because he loves to blitz a lot. He likes to show blitz a lot, and we have the athletic linebackers, but we'll see. Our safeties are not equipped for the scheme he wants to bring in. But this is why we got Scary Terry as our GM. You know, he's gonna make the move. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we got our coordinators in place, our special teams coordinator too, so we should be good. Um, we're all set. Arthur Smith is not playing around right now with these guys. But yeah, Houston. Oh man. Oh man, what Houston. A, I don't know what the hell is going on with these guys. What a terrible job to take right now. <laughs> I mean, I I, re- I really do feel like they're they're just trying. They're trying to make Deshaun. They're trying to convince Deshaun to stay. Um, with the Eric B. Enemy thing going on still, uh, part of me still believes they're gonna hire him just to keep Watson yeah. happy and keep him. Um, but part of me is like, nah. This is why I don't think they hired a coach. To be quite honest, they want to see, they want to make like ask these coaches. You know, what do you, what's your plan if Watson leaves? What's your plan if he stays? And I don't think they have found the right guy. I think B. Enemy doesn't want to be there if Watson isn't there. So. Honestly, I don't know what's going on with Houston. Yeah. They're they're horrible. And I feel like you made it. You made a good point last episode where you're like, "Well, the enemy isn't gonna leave unless it's a good job." And everybody's like, "Why isn't the enemy getting a job?" Well, because what you said, like he doesn't want to leave to 
fucking get fired two years later. Like exactly, he has to go to I the mean, best that, situation. That's a bad. That's a bad reputation to have too. You know, getting fired because how many coaches do you see get fired? From that, from their head coaching positions, and come back to becoming a head coach. Other than like Adam Gase, Mike McCarthy, the one that sticks out, Mike um, McCarthy. Like you don't see it very often. You don't see Dan Mike Quinn. Swine. You don't see Dan Quinn become a head coach anymore. You don't right. see Mike Smith from the Falcons from five years ago be have a head coaching gig since. Like, yeah, this is why he he needs to be smart, which he is. Be very careful where you pick to become a head coach because you're not going to become a head coach after, especially being a black. Uh, coach, you, it's very rare, and you know it sucks. But like, they give very uh, uh, rare opportunities to become a head coach after your first gig. So, this is why I think it's either going to be McDaniel's or it's going to be a college coach. I, I just don't see any OC, any DC, any anybody going. I need to go to Houston. Like, nah, it's going to be someone that we're not even thinking of right now. Like, kind of like the Eagles, how they got Nick VR. Rihanna, something like that, whatever his mm-hmm. name is. Just someone out of nowhere, probably like the fucking Bengals offensive line coach. Like, I don't know, like just some, something weird. Because, yeah, the enemy is not going if Deshaun's leaving, which he is. So, I mean, the enemy will probably get whatever job, um, you know, the best. I don't know what job is going to open up next year that, you know, could be satisfying. Like Maybe, maybe the Browns. Or not the Browns, ah, the Bengals. The, Sorry, the Bengals, the Bengals. Bears? I would see the. I would see him going Ooh, to the Bears. Possibly but. the Bears, the Bengals. Um. Yeah, Bengals with Joe Burrow would be nice. But, yeah, yeah, Biennemi's not going to leave if it's for Deshaun Watson-less Houston. Like, and that's the know. thing is, like, I think he would have took the job if Watson didn't say anything about wanting to get traded. Mm-hmm. But I think with those rumors going on, I think Biennemi doesn't want to take the risk. Because like, why would yeah, I leave? Why would you? Mm-hmm. Situation. Yeah. Because he's going to be, if he stays another year, he's still going to be another one of the hot, high, yeah. maybe if not the hottest coach out there to get hired next season. So, we'll yeah, see. supposedly, like, some rumors are saying that he doesn't interview well, which, I mean, who cares? I don't know. That, to me, like... I, and that's, that's crazy because I heard rumors that he did interview well, especially with the Falcons, where... He knew his his uh he already had his uh research on the team. He he knew the strengths of some players, and right. you know he did his homework with us. And Arthur Blank was impressed, but you know you how that shit goes, though. You don't know who to trust when it comes to reports like that. Like, but exactly. I don't know. I, I yeah, I, I just want to see him get a job already. I know people are saying, well, he doesn't call plays. It's Andy Reid, but. I mean that matters though. Like he still he still sees that shit day to day. Like he's right there when shit's hitting the fan and in game. Like I don't know. I'm just surprised that any of these teams didn't jump at the opportunity to like kind of give him like a Godfather kind of deal or offer like the mm-hmm. Panthers did with Matt Rule last year and you know coaches prior. So we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Who do you got for Houston again? Who did you say? Uh, probably go make Daniels. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Watson's gone, which I'm pretty sure he is. But yeah. I think McDaniels gets hyped. Which I don't understand. Like I really don't. McDaniels hasn't proven to me that. Oh uh, no, not at all. That he deserves to be a head coach again, because he. I mean, without Brady, especially this season, he really his offense just looked stale. It looked weird. And Bro, trust this me. Is why screen, I don't, this, screen, screens. That's all it was. <laughs> this is why I don't blame Cam Newton for the season he no. had. Like. 
No, I expected no. more out of McDaniel. I expected him to to make a you know adjust to to Cam Newton's strengths, and he never did. This is why Cam Newton had a bad year this year. I don't know. I just don't understand why he he's gonna be a head like he I, might be a head coach. I've been I've been thinking this for a long time since he took since he rejected the Colts job. I think he's gonna stay until Belichick retires. Hey, and it's honestly quite possible. Like it's very realistic because we've been saying it for years, and I and I'm believing it. I really am. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to act like it's a fucking fact that it's gonna happen. It's just the writing's on the wall. Why would you? Yep. Why would you decline that that job anyway? Like, what? What do you know? Like, I know they give him more money, like to stay, and then they give. They said they're gonna give him a bigger role, like in the drafting and stuff like that. But to turn down a head coaching job, uh, that's shocking. And the and the way he did it too was just super sketchy, like super shady. I mean, not sketchy, but. And I, I feel like that again. That that's affecting, you know, teams looking at him to be a head coach is the way he handled that situation. Exactly. So, yeah, who knows with Houston? I mean, that, that I'm just ready for the offseason when with Deshaun Watson. I mean, I heard and it's from Jeff Howe. I don't know if you know Jeff Howe. He's one of the big uh, reporters with football, but uh, he said the Patriots are in second place next to Miami. So I'm like, uh, if that happens. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna lose my mind on this podcast, like, bro. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm already like salivating at the idea. Of fucking Deshaun Watson on the Patriots, bro. Like, I don't know. But JJ Watson to be out of there too. I feel like he needs yeah. to go to a contender. He's probably gonna go to Pittsburgh with his bros. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, just a lot of the media saying don't sleep on the Jets game. Watson. Yeah, man. I could definitely see it, but yeah, we'll see what Robert Sala wants to do there. That team can definitely turn around. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. I don't know if you have anything else. Conor McGregor, no. Poirier 2 tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I was actually going to bring that up real quick. Who do you got? Um, I, I'm not watching this fight, unfortunately, I'm but... Uh, I think McGregor ask. got it. McGregor? And then that opens the door for McGregor Pacquiao to happen later on in the year. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, uh, they, they, they're they represented by the same agent. Pacquiao wants to fight McGregor. I think it's going to happen. It's just McGregor I, wants to fight I, him I, too. McGregor even said it's already done, but you know he has to fight Poirier first. That was in the that was already in stone for a while. So um, yeah, I, I think that's gonna happen later on in the year. But a lot of boxing, bro. I want to touch on boxing. I don't know if you're really like watching boxing lately, but um, I think we need. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get Levi on here because uh, yes, yeah. please get my guy Levi. Yeah, because because there's some good ass boxing this year i'm telling you 2021 is gonna be one of the best boxing years of all time because what just happened on january 2nd with ryan garcia and luke campbell yeah, is did, fucking insane and if him and tank fight like he's saying they are that's gonna be crazy but what yeah i'm gonna try to get levi on here because you know get my guy levi on here for boxing I want to get, get we're gonna get a Cash Bros on here, make a special <laughs> appearance, and then we'll probably do a boxing giveaway afterwards. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, I don't know if you. Have, uh, you that's pretty much it, right? You, you don't got nothing else. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. All right, bro. Well, uh, yeah. Just make sure to stay safe out there. Follow our social media. Subscribe to Sports Inferno. We'll catch y'all later. Peace. Peace.